Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Praise God, folks. It's great to be back with you. And uh, honestly, I can tell you that as we've been going through uh, the book of Proverbs and we find ourselves in the 31st proverb, over and over again, God has been touching my heart. He's been showing me some things that I need to do in my life. You say, well, Brother Doug, how, you know, Doug, how can you say that when we're looking at Proverbs 31 and, and uh, we're looking at this Proverbs 31 woman? Because you can't be a Proverbs 31 woman without a Proverbs 31 husband, without being that mm-hmm. kind of person that stands up and holds folks up and takes care of them and uh, puts his wife ahead of all others and uh, having a wife that puts him ahead of all others, takes care of the household keeps the lights shining, uh, keeps the food out there. We're going to see makes clothes for people, just goes out of her way uh, to be generous and make a difference in people's life. And that's a pretty wonderful thing. And uh, with me, as always, is my friend, Kevin. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning. How's things going? It's going great, brother. Praise the Lord. You find yourself in North Carolina this week. And uh, are you having a good time in North Carolina? I am. In general, it's been really good. It's a beautiful day today, and I'm I'm visiting with kids. I'm going to see grandkids uh, in two days, so can it get any better? I don't think so, brother. I think God is blessing. And so, folks, we as we go along, we pick words out. I, I chose this, uh, you know, being, being generous, biblically generous to God, taking care of those financial things. A, a lot of times, so people ask me about questions about tithing and giving and giving sacrificially. And, and there's some uh, false people out there saying, well, tithing's no longer in play. And that are type of people who don't read Matthew 23, 23, or some other verses in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. Where God still instates all these things, and but you know, for us, for our home, for Debbie and I, ten uh, percent has always been a starting point for us. Uh, yeah. We, we, boy, I, I don't think we've been that low in years and years. I mean, we, we, God's been so good to us. We just want to be good to our church, Morningside Baptist Church in Greenville, South Carolina. We want to give to missions through Morningside Baptist Church in Greenville, South Carolina. We want to make a difference. We want to stand upright. We want to be biblically generous. And I think this Proverbs 31 woman is exactly that. And that's why I find myself here. She's given money to the poor. She's taking care of things. It's women like this who are the first at the church. I want you to know that Debbie tithes. I don't have to say, honey, it's time to tithe. There'll be a tithing check waiting for me on the table. She'll figure out. And and we don't take out mileage. So when we when people give us a trip, we buy plane tickets and 50 cents a mile or whatever the case may be. We just tithe on everything that came in and then we drop everything off yeah. of that because we want mm-hmm. we don't want to mis- make a mistake here. We want to be serving God and giving generously. It says in Malachi, bring ye all your tithes into the storehouse. You could say church house there. You could say that local church. We're not talking about a TV show. We're talking about that local membership and local church that they mm-hmm. may be meeting mine house. Improve me now where there's a song. I always get ready to sing the song that says, bring ye all your tithes into the storehouse. Trust me 
Try me. It's trust, try and prove me. Look it up, folks. What a great song. We used mm. to sing that in uh, one of the ch- churches I planted years ago. If I will not open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that mm. there shall be no room enough to receive it. That's our life. That's a picture of Debbie in my life. It doesn't make sense. We live on our military retirement, mm. period. I mean, the money we get just covers travel, covers, uh, you know, the podcast equipment, the things I have going on. My military retirement is not enough to live on. But you know what? For the last three days, I've been eating shaved ribeye steak with a salad. And I, I'm, oh. you know, who's been eating ribeye steak for the last three <laughs> days? I have been, you know. And then over in Second Corinthians 9, 6 or 7, but this I say, he would soweth sparingly shall we reap also sparingly i i yes. remember kevin when we were younger we had a garden up in connecticut and there was a few really lean years and i can't say we were christians uh we were involved in some ritual and tradition but we weren't born again mm-hmm. christians but i can remember that we would plant tons of corn plums of cucumbers tons of tomatoes you name it it was out there squash different things we made squash breads we had uh cannon jars that were 20 30 years old people People gave us jars of quick, you know, quick cannon things. Mm. And boy, did God use them in our lives, man. We ate uh, mm. five kids, three fourths to kids, eating, you know, a cousin or two that came back from Vietnam and their parents couldn't take that they were smoking pot and listening to the White Album backwards. But man, let me tell you something. <laughs> God always kept us fed. And I want you to know those two cousins, one of them became a medical doctor and the other one became rich with a, got a college degree in business. But I have all, Paul says over there in Philippians, he's getting ready to die. He's a prison official. He's in prison. And it says, but I have all and abound. I am full, having received of Epaphroditus, the things which were sent from you, an odor of a sweet smell, a sacrifice, accepting, well-pleasing to God. It's something when you give to missions, folks. It's something. Mm. And you get people like Paul sitting in jail saying, but I'm full, having received of Epaphroditus, the things which were sent from you. Folks, send things in. What do you think of Kevin? Biblical generosity. Yeah. You know, uh, generosity, it, you said, what you said is so, so profound, really. Um, generosity, giving is designed by God for our benefit, because it over and over in the scriptures, it says, what can we give to him? He owns a cat on a thousand hills. I don't need your sacrifice. I don't need your money, you know, but he, he, he gives us this, these commands and really, you know, we look at it as an opportunity. So uh, our ability to be blessed is greatly enhanced by the opening of our hands. And this woman here, the, the Proverbs 31 woman that we're going to, you know, we're not, we're not quite there. That's after the break, I guess. But she opened her the hand of the needy. So when we, you know, our ability to be blessed is directly related to our uh, uh, the opening of our hand. And, um, you know, the baseline of giving is to God. And and so I'm not saying that that's the only kind of giving. and It's, it's usually not the first kind of giving we ever do. But as a born-again believer, I, you know, it so increased my faith to learn that God, the unseen giver of all things, is is allowing me to give to him as a recipient. And so my giving to, 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 to of my tithe, like you said, it's a baseline. It's a starting point. Um, 
And then my giving of, um, and by the way, I, I agree with what you said there, Matthew 23, I think, where it says, Jesus said uh, concerning the, the, the Pharisees tithing, and and then he, he assailed them or he criticized the fact that they tithed without um, being concerned about the heart attitude. And he said, you should have done these things and you should not have left the other things undone. So he never got rid of you know, some of the uh, fine points of, of, you know, how to give to God, you know, and I, so I, I do believe in New Testament tithing into the storehouse of the church, but, you know, that's a starting point. So, you know, in Malachi 3, classic scripture and tithing, it says, you've robbed me in tithing, tithe and offerings. And then he said this, he said, oh, you know, uh, uh, bring your tithes into the storehouse and prove me now here with if I will not pour out to you a blessing. So, again, just looking at strictly principle, if someone says 10 percent is is a legal thing and we're not going to do that because of that. OK, the principle is, br- you know, bring to God the unseen um, recipient uh, whom having not seen you love. All right. I love him. All right, so let's prove that. Let's give to God whom we have not seen what is physically ours. And and so that's an opportunity. I just thank God. You know, I gave years ago when I was learning to tithe. I had $500, and I did not have enough money to um, uh, cover my bills. The bills were $500. I had $500. And when my wife and I found out, we owed God $500 in tithe. And as a test, God said, what are you going to do with your $500? You're going to put it on the power bill and the phone bill, or are you going to put it on, on what, what God deserves by faith? And I was able to put it on what God deserves. And you know what? He came through and paid all the bills within a few days, and we left with uh, money to go out to eat. So that built my faith, and I think that's what God wants with our generosity is to learn to open our hand up so that so that by releasing the heart of, of feeling, I deserve this, God can have his way and bless us. Yeah, it's a pretty wonderful thing when you when we just trust God. I tell everybody we were saved at Fort Bliss, Texas. I was at the Sergeant's Major Academy. Many of you have heard the story. Uh, but what I don't tell everybody, as we went through our assignments, we woke up at our next church and our next duty station. And that first Sunday, it seems like they were preaching on uh, stewardship, tithing, things of that nature. And I remember we went home and we looked at the scripture and we proved it out. It's real. So we just started tithing. And I remember it was about three months later, we went to our very first missions conference and he proved it out. We came home and looked at it in the Bible. It was real. And it demanded a verdict. We had to give. We gave what we could. I remember three years later, we we were $35,000, in debt in E7 or in E8 in the United States Army. And uh, I remember living in the D.C. area, paying way too much for everything. And I remember at the end of those three years, I came home to Debbie and I said, listen, we've been stationed at Fort Drum, New York. We got to move. And, you know, I know we owe money on our cars. I know we owe money on our credit cards. I know we all. And she stopped me. And she said, honey, we don't owe anybody a dime. She said, I don't know what happened, but you know, our cars have never broken down. We've never needed new tires. She said, we're zero in debt. And uh, folks, trust God. Biblical generosity is the way to go. Listen, we'll be right back with you. We're going to go ahead and let these radio stations do what they need to do. Hang with us.
So if you can hear this music right now, you're listening to the podcast version of this broadcast. We're going to come right back. The radio stations are going to go ahead and cut the music at the beginning and at the end. And then they're just going to go ahead and link right back in here. Well, it sure is great to have you folks back with us. We're looking at, uh, we find ourselves, Kevin Robb with Doug Carriger again, and uh, we're, we're over here, we're looking in Proverbs, right? The 31st Proverb, we find ourselves in verses 20 through 22. I think I jumped the gun a little bit and concluded 20 in the last one too. Uh, but I think these verses go together real well. So we're going to keep them together. Mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and read them. It says, she stretches out her hand to the poor Yea, she reacheth from her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of the snow for her household, for all her household are clothed with scarlet. She maketh itself coverage, uh, herself coverings of tapestry. Her clothing is like silk and purple. And, and folks, just a couple updates. I remember years ago in the seminary, I studied uh, the attractions. We all know that silk, you know, is very expensive. It's rarely made. It's made with silkworms or whatever the case may be. It's hard to come by. But purple had always challenged me. Why does the Bible equate purple with royalty? Why does the Bible write down purple as the color of something you want? Because it was the hardest color to make. It was the most expensive color to get. And God only blessed certain areas with the pigments and what was needed uh, to come up with purple. Uh, Everybody didn't get it. Uh, so God only gave that to certain areas and certain people of the world. So usually royalty were the only ones who could buy it. But God's saying this generous woman, this woman who reached her hand out to the poor, who reaches forth her hands to the needy, uh, that her clothes is covered. She's not afraid if it snows. I, I remember I grew up in Connecticut in a very poor family, and we were afraid of snow and real cold. We used to wear uh, bread wrappers uh, around our shoes to be able to go when it snowed out. We were afraid when it snowed, but a Proverbs 31 woman is looking ahead, is sewing things and working on things, and uh, and all her household are clothed with scarlet, a beautiful color. They could be seen. It's just wonderful. It's one clean color. It's not a coat of many colors. It's not a shirt of many colors. No, it's one beautiful uh vivid color. What a description. She maketh herself coverings of tapestry, the nicest coverings, and her clothing is silk and purple. She takes care of herself. And again, we're describing a virtuous woman as someone who is generous and compassionate, someone who's reaching out to the poor, like we, Kevin and I were just talking about, someone who takes care of the household. And, and then it even goes farther than that. She's not afraid because she's taking care of things year round. She's always thinking, I'm at the thrift store and man, there's a good deal on winter coats here and boy my boy or my daughter can fit in this one come winter and the way they're growing and they're always looking ahead of time they're sewing she's buying material in these times she's looking forward and she's wearing that silken purple and and they you know the highlight for me or the or the arching covering fact here that really grabs my attention is her caring for everybody else and in that and through that god gets it and he turns around and he, he overflows the cup, Kevin. And uh, he just, you know, he keeps on putting into that cup and he smashes it down and he keeps filling your cup. That's the God we serve. The God gets what generosity does, brother. Yeah. There's something about this woman that's just, she's lifted up as kind of like the, uh, the, the uh, per, you know, the virtuoso of, of, of a woman. What You know, someone that's just, just wonderful and uh, 
this generosity thing it's where it says she stretches out her hand to the poor you know stretching means it's a reach you know and it, and i think that we should all remember that true um you know what we should be as a christian um as far as generosity and it says back in in second corinthians chapter uh, seven and eight back in there, it talks about, you know, you have known the, uh, the, the, I'm trying to think the bounty or the generosity. I can't think of the word. I didn't look it up, but it's, it's a great missions chapter because it says you've, you've known these people in Macedonia that in a great trial of affliction, their, their problems abounded to more oh, bountifulness. Second Corinthians eight, one and stuff. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So we, as Christians, um, should emulate that. We should have that desire. You know what? It's a reach, but I always want to be someone like this Proverbs 31 woman. I want to be the husband. I want to be the man. In my case, I want to, I want to, I want to emulate the idea of the Christian that's, yeah, I'm not in my comfort zone. If I'm in my comfort zone, I'm uncomfortable because I'm in my comfort zone. I want to blaze a, a, a path further into uh, new heights of, you know, generosity or, you know, they, I'm, I'm, I'm chasing this idea of stretching. She stretched her hand to the poor. Um, you know, there's someone out there that doesn't have what I have and I should never be thinking, woohoo, look at all I have. Rather, I should be thinking, but think of all the people that don't and I'm not going to make myself miserable and I'm not going to be a Karen to someone else, you know, to, to say, hey, you people, you should feel bad. You bunch of pigs, you capitalist pigs. You know, I, no, no, no. Thankful. Yes. Excited. Rejoicing. All that good stuff. But at the same time saying, you know what? There's someone out there who lives next door and they could use a loaf of bread. They're going through a hard time. And because they are worse off than me. You know what? I don't have a whole lot of extra, but I got more than them. That Jesus said, let him that hath two coats give to him that hath none. And um, it was a great day in my life when I started carrying things in my car. When I found someone, you know, standing on the street corner with a cardboard sign. And if the Holy Spirit did say, give to them, I, you know, I'm, I'm usually like, I'm not sure about the money thing because of all the abuse of that begging for money right now. But, okay, there's a guy, it's cold out. He's not wearing a coat. I carry an extra coat in my car for that. That was a great day when I did that. That was a great day for me when I got out of my own problems and went to someone else's zone and, and kind of spent time there in my mind. And that's what our Savior did. Hey, he came to earth. He came to the land of problems. He left the ivory palaces where angels were there 24 seven ministering. And he said, you know what? These people have got themselves into a mess on this sinful planet. These sinners are, it's going it's to snowball. They're going to wind up in hell. And I want to go to the cross of Calvary and I'm going to stretch forth my hands on this cross. And I'm going to bring to them what they cannot bring to the table themselves. And he did that to the thief that was stretched out next to him. He stretched forth, as it were, his generous heart and said, you know what? I'm going to take you with me, you know, so to speak. Here's a hand down and take my hand. I'm going to carry you to paradise yeah. with me. And uh, 
Praise God. I think that's the that's a great zone to be in. I think it traumatizes ourselves and our others around us when we say, you know what, I don't well, I don't have enough. Don't ask me for anything. I'm totally consumed with what I don't have rather than with what others don't have that maybe I do have. Jesus, a coat, some money, some food, and so on and so forth. And a car to drive it in. And and folks, just real quick, we're about four broadcast away from starting on narcissism so if we without guests we will have a special guest pastor miller will come back in a week or two and maybe even pastor huffman mentioned coming back from marriage but you know the bible says uh, talking about narcissism i've always went to these verses first for men shall be lovers of their own self covetousness boasters proud blasphemers disobedient parents unthankful unholy without natural affliction truce breakers false accusers incontinent fears despises of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. Folks, we're going to be talking about that and uh, hang with us about a week from today. We should be opening up and talking about what a narcissist looks like. And and then we'll probably spend about a month going through each one of them. We'll be bringing folks on to, to talk with us and share their story on how they were hurt by narcissism or they themselves got out. And uh, I'll tell you, I've been in the ministry. I've spoke to hundreds, if not thousands of people. And I only know a handful of people that ever came out of being a narcissist. So just pray about this. Pray that God would reach those who are narcissists. Pray that God would reach those who are uh, going out with narcissists and stuff where they can pull the plug and uh, pray that God can do a work in their hearts because we're heading there. So one week from today, make sure you're ready. We're going to be hopping into narcissism. Well, listen, may God bless you and uh, may God just take care of all your needs. If there's anything we can do for you, you can find us over there at Helpful Wounded Spirits Facebook page, DougAtWoundedSpirits.com. And uh, of course, of course, at any time, uh, feel free to drop a note. We sure do love you. Listen to every word. Brother Eric's got to tell you about knowing Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And hey, when you go out today, wear that smile that only God can give. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth, and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.